Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's meeting of the Marin Transit uh, Board of Directors. I'd like to welcome everyone. Uh, let's see. Kate, can we please get uh, an attendance check? Um, yes, Vice President Colbert, first, I'd like to state um, there are no requests by directors to participate remotely. Um, and now I will call roll. President Rice? Vice President Colbert? Present. Second Vice President Lucan? Here. Director Moulton Peters? Here. Director Radoni? Here. Director Sackett? Here. Director Bushy? Present. Director Casisa? Here. Thank you. We have a quorum. Thank you so much. Can you review how the public can participate in uh, the meeting today? Yes. At today's meeting, in-person comments will be heard before virtual comments. If you are joining us on Zoom and you would like to comment, please use the raise hand icon located on your screen. If you're participating by phone call, please press star nine to raise your hand. When it is your turn to speak, your name will be called and you'll be prompted to unmute your device. You'll then have two minutes to speak. This concludes the instructions and I'll pass the meeting back to Vice President Colbert. Thank you. I'll now move on to item number two, which is open time for public expression, limited to two minutes per speaker on items not on today's agenda. Do we have any public comment in the room or online today? I'll give everyone a moment to raise their hand on Zoom. There are no raised hands on Zoom, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll now move on to item three. Any uh, to board of directors matters? Would any of my colleagues like to offer any matters not on today's agenda? All right, seeing none, we'll move on to item four, the general manager's report. Nancy, welcome and good morning. Good morning, Vice President Colbert and directors. Uh, Kate, if you could bring up some slides. We have just a few slides and uh, next slide, Kate. We'll start off with uh, something that I think all of you know about, that we did get a $31.5 million grant from FTA for a new electric bus maintenance yard and facility. And uh, we, I just wanted to express to uh, everyone who was involved our thanks for getting this. Um, certainly our Congressman Huffman was instrumental in that, our two senators, your board, and uh, all of our staff who worked so hard on this grant. And I did want to give a particular shout out to uh, our finance staff led by Lauren Grady, who actually uh, wrote the grant, was the primary author of the grant, and who got great compliments from FTA on um, the completeness and, and uh, how much it touched on the things they were looking for. So I uh, just wanted to do that. And then also, I think, to let everybody know that not only is it the $31.5 million, but we do match that with about $15.1 million. So it is nearly a $47 million project. And you can see here what our goals are. I think you all know, but it, we're really trying to make sure that we can have a facility for a fully electric fleet. Um, we are, of course, also looking for having better competition, if you will, among our contractors, since all of our service is contracted and without a facility, that's been a barrier to competition and then reducing long-term risks. Um, the other thing I'll just highlight, I think you know what the facility is for, but it did the grant did include a workforce development component and, um, and it did include a childcare center as a, a proposal. And this is very much in the early stages of planning. So um, we are looking forward to working with some of our community partners on flushing that out. Next slide, Kate. 
So just one more bit on, uh, because we keep celebrating and it's been, a, been good news for us, but um, we did get some good press and wanted to let you know that KCBS radio was at the event and uh, was on the radio several times during the day. It was also covered by Cron4 TV news. Uh, we had a number of online news reports as you can see listed here, uh, both in English and in Spanish. And then lots of social media posts and the post right there is actually from FTA and they were very, very grateful for the uh, celebration. So uh, next slide. Okay. Uh, at your last meeting, we presented the annual Muirwood shuttle report and there were a few questions about the current pilot and uh, also questions about how the service is funded and ridership. And let me just cover quickly the pilot program again and that uh, the pilot, is uh, being run from October, May through October this year. And it's got a new contractor, which is Bowers Transportation. They are operating the service using their own buses, which is a, a change also from our prior year services. Uh, this year, the riders will make shuttle reservations both to and from the woods. In the past, it was only to the woods and then they were able to get on uh, any bus that, that was available as they were making their return trip. Uh, weekend service is provided from Larkspur Ferry Terminal and weekday summer service is provided from Sausalito. The last day of weekday summer service is this Friday, so the 11th. Um, for the last full year of uh, the Muirwood shuttle operation, the total cost was $761,000 and the cost is shared with national parks. You can see that there. Uh, the, the net subsidy, meaning the cost once we take fares, absent fares, is split between marine transit and the, and the park service uh, evenly. And this year, the cost has increased, uh, uh, and our agencies have agreed to the same approach for cost sharing. So the pilot this year is about a, a million dollars, a little over a million dollars, which is just a partial year. And so we are, of course, in discussions with national parks about uh, ongoing cost sharing as we move forward uh, with a full year service or, or some uh, form of, of slightly reduced service like we're, we're seeing this year. Next slide, please. And then uh, we had a question about where riders come from and are they Bay Area residents or are they coming from outside the Bay Area? Uh, last year, we did a survey. So this is from 2022, asking the question, where did you come from today? And that's really, of course, just your, your trip literal trip origin for the day, not necessarily your residency. So you can see here that San Francisco is where most people's trip origin came from. And um, there were kind of more or less evenly distributed between East Bay, South Bay, and then other parts of what I'll call Northeast Bay, including Sacramento and, and Marin. So that we had an out of town response as well for some. And so that's um, what you can see here is, is just the data from last year. And it was, I think we had somewhere around 180 responses. We are conducting a new survey right now, in fact, and it'll be a part of our pilot evaluation, uh, which we'll bring back to you in the fall. It has the same question as the question above, but it also has a question about where you live by zip code. So that'll give us more of a direct answer to the question about, you know, where are people coming from or where are they residents of? Next slide, Kate. 
So our staff has been very busy this year with service changes and changes in contractors and just wanted to summarize for you kind of where we've been and, and what's to come here. Back in May, we did shift our Muirwood shuttle contractor, as I mentioned earlier. On June 11th, we implemented a major service change in our fixed route service. You probably recall that. We spent a few months planning for it, and then uh, we fully implemented it on June 11th. On July 1st, we then went forward with our Marin Access Service changes, so that's to our Paratransit, Paratransit Plus program, really. Um, and we also, at that same, on July 1, we also uh, shifted our contractor for the West Marin Stagecoach, so it had previously been MV, it's now Airporter. Uh, coming up here on August 14th, uh, Supplemental School Service will resume, and that contractor also changes over to, to Marin Airport. So uh, it's been a very busy year for our operations and planning staff. Next slide. So this is a slide that we show every month on ridership, and this is showing our pre-COVID ridership for the month of May. So May 20 of 2023 versus our May 2019, we're at 86%. Uh, of our, this is total ridership. So uh, we're, we're looking still pretty good. And we've been pretty steady here at, at a high 80s, uh, low 90s. And um, Smart, of course, is at 102. Our partner over there beat us out a, a couple months ago, I think. So next slide. And then just on the raw ridership numbers, we are uh, for the month of May 2023, we were we carried 240, around 242,000 passengers. And so we're again, still kind of between uh, the County Connection Service and Golden Gate Transit. Next slide. There are monthly monitoring reports for April and May in your packet because we didn't have a meeting last month. And uh, this graph is for the month of May where we compare current fixed route ridership to uh, the ridership from the prior year. The gray line shows ridership by month for all of the last fiscal year. And the red line on top shows the ridership for, for this year. And our May ridership, uh, this is on fixed route, was 259,476 passengers. And you can see we've trended above all of our last year ridership there, which is a good sign. Next slide. Our marine access ridership started to decline back in September of uh, this fiscal year, dropping below the FY22 levels. Uh, ridership has continued to stay below those, those levels, as you can see here again with the gray and the red lines. Um, it was about 12% lower than last year, this May, and um, it hasn't shown a lot of growth. As you can see, we had a little bump up there in March, but um, which is kind of the typical trend, but uh, it's been very flat otherwise. That concludes my report and happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Nancy. Any questions? Oh, Commissioner Moulton-Peters. Thank you. Nancy, just a quick question on the Muirwood shuttle. You said that the summer season was ending this week, and, and that was just interesting, or the August 11th. Is that the end of official summer? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> School starts earlier and earlier. I don't know anymore. Yeah, and I think that's what it's keyed off of. It, it That is what it's keyed off of primarily is the start of school. So school service starts on the Monday following. So, yeah, that's how official it is. <laughs> Seeing no more questions, any public comment in the room or online? I'll give everyone a moment to raise their hands on Zoom. I see no raised hands. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, Nancy, could I ask you to share the Muirwood slides with us later today? 
Oh, sure. I couldn't find them in the packet. Are they in there? Yeah, no, they aren't. The general manager's report, I'm sorry, gets posted separately. So, um, but we'll post that and send them to you. Any other questions? No? All right, we'll move on to item five, the consent agenda. Any comments or questions from my colleagues? If not, a motion, please. Second. First by Director Bolton Peters, the second by Director Lucan. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Oh, right. Sorry. Public comment on consent? I see no raised hands on Zoom. Thank you. On all right, back. Any opposed? None. Consent passes. We'll move, we'll move on to our only item on today's public agenda, which is item number six, the Richmond San Rafael Forward Project update. Thank you. This uh Information item was requested back in February when uh, we were looking for an update on the Richmond San Rafael Bridge project. And it was in the context of the distribution of RM3 funds, I think, that this came up. And today, uh, this update is being presented by Ingrid Supit from MTC. She's a principal engineer for the capital projects, and she's going to go through some slides for us today. Nancy, just yes. one quick question before we begin. Will this report also be coming back to the TAM board, do you know? Well, I, I don't know. I haven't confirmed that. I'm sure it will in some form uh, at the in the future. It has been, as I think most of you know, it has been to the TAM board back in September of 2021. So it's been a couple of years. And I don't know, Ingrid, if you know, if it, do you have any? Yeah, stuff? currently, uh, I guess uh, our um, MTC and BADA um, um, executive is in the talking with TAM and also CCTA, and we are planning on bringing it up to our um, BADA commissioners meeting in the fall and also with the TAM and CCTA. Okay, great. I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you so much and welcome. Thank you. Good morning, board members. Uh, my name is Ingrid Supit and I work for MTC. Um, today, I want to present you uh, the Richmond San Rafael Forward Initiative. Um, and specifically, I want to talk today about the open road tolling and then the westbound HOV lane conversion project. Next slide, please. So the Richmond San Rafael Forward is a suite of strategies that were identified to address congestions and improve op options for traveling in the Richmond San Rafael Bridge Corridor. Um, there are several projects under the umbrella of Richmond San Rafael Forwards, and uh, some of them um, that's already open and completed, um, like you can see on the slide here, uh, there's an e-bike commute program. Uh, there's also some quick built bike access improvement that have been completed both in Contra Costa County and Marine County side of the bridge. And then there are several projects currently under development. Uh, it's the, on the right hand top there is the uh, open road tolling and then the HOV lane conversion. And there's also this Richmond Parkway interchange um, operational improvements. And also right in the middle of the bottom there, there's a, a transit signal priority along Cutting Boulevard in Richmond. Next slide. So today we will be focusing on the Richmond San Rafael open road tolling and the I-580 westbound HOV lane project. This project, uh, Goal is to provide safety and operational improvement on westbound I-580 approaching the Richmond San Rafael Bridge by replacing the existing toll structure with overhead toll gantries, uh, which we call it 
ORT project. That's number one there. And then the second one is uh, we reinstating the previous westbound I-580 HOV lane, which some of you probably still remember there used to be an HOV lane in the past. So we are reinstating that. And then um, that uh, HOV lane is gonna start between Regatta Avenue and Marina Bay Parkway, and then gonna continues through the toll plaza by existing the number one general purpose lane into an HOV lane. Um, this project goal is to promote mode shift by providing travel time savings for carpooling and transit riders. Next slide. So in this slide, um, we can see, take a closer look a little bit on the open road tolling component. Um, so the ORT project is a part of the bigger BADA ORT programs uh, at the seven state-owned bridges. And um, the project will replace the existing toll structure with overhead toll gantries to enhance safety and improve mobility. Um, we are also trying to replace the aging toll system. Um, and also, you can see this is kind of like the before and after rendering. <laughs> um, so we can probably imagine how it looks like when, you know, we are removing the toll boot and then like have a gantry, which, you know, the traffic can free flow. Next slide. So let's take a closer look at the detail improvement at the toll plaza, um, where the location of the toll gantry, the new toll gantry will be at the upstream of the current toll, uh, toll booth. And um, at the final condition, there will be three lanes uh, at the toll plaza, which consists of one HOV lane and two GP lanes. And then the fourth lane will be coming from the Stanmark Drive on ramp, which will merge into the main line before the bridge. And there's also gonna be a separate uh, toll gantry at the Stanmark Drive on ramp. So hopefully with this configuration, we have a uh, three lanes approaching coming from Richmond, and then we kind of like maintain the same um, number of lanes with adding another lane from the um, Stanmark Drive on ramp. And then like, hopefully with that, the merging to the two lanes on the bridge will be smoother than right now. Um, next slide. So the second component of the project is the HOV lane conversion. Um, so we are converting the, the HOV lane um, from west of um, Regatta Avenue. And then like based on the preliminary traffic analysis, this is kind of like the optimum uh, location where we can start the HOV lane. That's the A with a star there, that's the location. And then this is uh, continuous all the way to the, to the toll plaza. The HOV lane will be a two plus. Um, um, occupancy requirement and then going through continuous to the toll plaza um, and then as what we are uh, experiencing right now uh, if you're an HOV3 you will receive a discount um, by tagging into kind of like your fast track flex uh, which indicated you're a three plus next slide so this is kind of like the cost estimate. Um, the project is uh, fully funded by uh, local um, funds, which is the toll, uh, Bay Area Toll Authority uh, rehab, and then the RM3 money. And then on the next slide, this is uh, the current schedule. 
So the project is currently at the uh, project approval and environmental clearance phase. Um, we are hoping that we can get the environmental clearance in the spring of 2024. And later on this year, we're gonna start uh, working on the final design. Um, you know, and then it's going to be a concurrently and hoping to finish up the final design in the summer of 2024. Um, the project will be um, delivered together uh, under one of the ORT, um, the big ORT programs that I mentioned earlier at the Seven Toll uh, State Bridges. And the project will be delivered uh, by construction management general contractor, which will be administered by Caltrans. And currently we have a CMGC contractor on board already. So with that and the, uh, and the testing of the system, uh, toll system integrator, we're hoping to begin operation in the early 2027. Um, next slide. So this is gonna be my last slide. I kinda wanna talk a little bit more about some transportation demand management programs under the Richmond Forward uh, umbrella which is on the left side there is a Richmond San Rafael e-bike commute program. Um, it launched back in February, 2023. Uh, it provides 80% discount up to $1,000 off the purchase of new e-bike. And it's open to individuals with qualifying incomes and individuals must live and work or go to school on the opposite sides of the bridge. Mm -hmm. um, the middle one there is the Richmond San Rafael rides. Uh, we partner with Bike East Bay, Marin County Bike Coalition, and Rich City Rides to lead group rides across the Richmond San Rafael Bridge. Um, partners offered option to borrow e-bike, and then this program uh, ran from July 2021, and we just completed in June 2023 this year. Um, the last one there that I kind of want to talk a little bit more uh, is the transit improvements, um, because we received funding from. Uh, you know, uh, regional measure three, and it becomes available now. So currently we are working with Golden Gate Transit and other agencies, CCTA, um, uh, City of Richmond, um, to identify stop improvements or transit signal priority opportunities along Cadding Boulevard in Richmond. And um, aside from the TSP, we're also looking at stop improvement, stop relocation that can complement the TSP and also other amenities, for instance, like benches and provide a better um, facilities. Um, the timing is, uh, we don't know yet, we are still in the talking because uh, we are trying to figure out whether, whether this can be bundled into CT CCTA's county-wide smart signal project or other projects, or we can advance it on its own. And with that, this is conclude my presentation. Happy to answer any questions. Thank you so much. Any questions? Director Um, Thank you for the presentation. Um, when, what's the timing on the HOV lane um, extension? Um, currently we are trying to clear environmentally so, and then we're gonna Hopefully in the spring of 2024, we can have a project approval and environmental clearance. And then we currently in talking with Caltrans, maybe we could um, advance the HOV lane component and not like bundle with the ORT 
because uh, if if we bundle with the RT, uh, we have to wait until 2027 uh, or or beyond to implement that because there's like a toll system integrator component in there. So uh, that's why we're we're looking for opportunities to advance it. And then if we are successful, um, probably uh, in the year of 20, by late 2025, we could open the, the HOP lane. And then the TSP is transit stop programs improvement? Transit signal priority. Okay. And so are those signal improvements would they come before the HOV lane process potentially, or would they be we don't a separate know yet. project? It's going to be a separate project for sure, but we don't know yet about the timing at this point because we are still talking with Golden Gate Transit and then looking into you know, a way to, to move that project. And has Golden Gate given an indication of what's sort of what they think is the highest priority for them as far as increasing ridership and transit access of, of all these projects? Um, I, to be honest, I don't know. I can't speak uh, for Golden Gate Transit. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Director Mom peters I have some follow-up questions, but Mary, I want to answer your question. The, uh, the HOV lane and the lane going back into Richmond is the most important thing to Golden Gate Bridge District. So, and so, uh, Ingrid, I'm going to thank you for the presentation and ask you a couple more questions about this, because uh, the the purpose of this, both of these improvements, is is it safety, uh, operation safety, as well as travel time advantage to some extent through TOD or uh, demand management in other ways. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And so, currently, we are on um, electronic tolling through the toll booth. And could you describe a little bit about how how you see the the new open toll gantry system um, improving upon the electric tolling that we have, and how the elimination of all those merge lanes in and out uh, will will help? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can answer that. So currently, uh, for for you that really familiar with the the. The situation at the toll plaza, we have a toll, uh, we have a seven uh, toll booths. We have a seven lanes, and then the lanes proceeding uh, to the toll booths, there's only like three lanes. So currently, there's a bottleneck um, before the bridge because people try to merge from seven lanes to the two lanes, right? And then like the toll booth itself is acting as a bottleneck mm -hmm. um, during non-commute right because people try to you know speed it up there's no congestion and then they have to slow down at the toll booth because even though it's a standard lane stand, standard with lane but people tend to kind of like shy away from like obstruction uh that's why that makes it uh people to slow down when when we go to the open road tolling we only have three lanes so we have three lanes and then three lanes at the toll at the toll plaza we call it toll plaza underneath the gantry so people can free flow and then like um, no obstruction, no toll booth anymore, right? The people to make it them to, to slow down. And that's kind of like increase the efficiency when it gets to the bridge, which is only two lanes. Right. So three, two, or four with the Stanmark Drive on-ramp lane that I mentioned earlier, um, it should improve the merging situation. Yeah, you won't have so much jockeying for position for the 
bridge lanes. Correct. I, I want to talk more now about the HOV lanes. I I didn't recognize the name. I, I understand you want to start them uh, at Marina Boulevard and Regatta Way. And the name of the street that they come in on, because I had heard Richmond Parkway mentioned by Golden Gate Bridge District as a desirable entry point for the HOV lanes for their buses. Does that does that make sense with what's planned right now? Yeah, so the HOV lane itself on the main line will start uh, on the I-580 is between Regatta Avenue and Marina Bay Parkway. So there's a like- Okay, a, so that's on the highway. It's on the highway, right. But what I, um, Golden Gate Transit is coming from the um, the uh, El Cerrito Bar Station. They take the Cutting Boulevard all the way, going westbound and get onto the freeway on Cutting. And then they get off at Richmond Parkway and then picking up, there's a one uh, stop location there at the Richmond Parkway, and then they get into the freeway again from Richmond Parkway. That's why it's kind of like um, provide um, a, a benefit to the Golden Gate Transit. Now they can use the HOV lane. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm i going to check back with Golden Gate Transit because I, I feel like they there also was another lane on the Richmond Parkway itself that is not in your project, but has gone away. That, that city of Richmond may control that they also thought would be helpful bringing more um, passengers on transit. So anyway, uh, I serve with Dennis on that board. We can go back and look. And Mary, I thought your question about, you know, how to move more people more quickly with HOV first and then the open toll gantry second. Do you have any estimate, Ingrid, of just uh, travel time savings with these two improvements? I know that's always kind of dicey to asked for, but I'm going to ask for it anyway. Yeah, of course. Um, so we are currently just completed the draft of the the traffic operation analysis. And based on the analysis, it indicated there's a, about 10 to 15 minutes uh, travel time savings for HOV lane and between three to eight minutes for uh, general purpose lane. So even though um, the HOV lane project is really only benefit HOV, but when, when it couples with the open road tolling, that really uh, hope the whole system uh, help the whole the, the whole system. Okay. Great, thank you. No more questions. Oh, Doctor uh, Cesar. Sorry, technical difficulties. I'll just talk loud. <laughs> Thanks for the presentation. Um, on the ORT, what's the speed limit that people? Um, technically it's a freeway speed, which is 65 miles per hour, but the area before and at the bridge currently is uh, posted as a 55 miles per hour. So we want to continue that same speed limit. I guess the theory is because it's almost freeway. Yes. Any other questions on HOV? Will there be certain hours for that lane, or is it? No, there will be a certain hours. Currently, we are looking at a morning peak only, uh, but there's a, uh, a desire from our um, agency to make a regional consistency with the morning and afternoon uh, peak period. And there's nothing you hear on the weekends, right? No. HOV. Right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Colbert, can I have another question? Oh, yeah, Director Sayed. Yes. 
Um, so I feel it missing from this presentation is a discussion about a bike lane. Or is all the analysis going forward under the assumption that that is remaining? Or is it, at what point is that decision making coming into the HOV lane and the toll gantry? You're uh, you're talking about the bike lane on the bridge, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, currently um, we are still uh, running the pilot and then the pilot period is not going to end until summer next year. And um, Caltrans headquarters uh, working with um, UC Berkeley path is collecting data and then try to complete the pilot. Um, so at this point uh, we are not doing anything yet we are just wanna our uh, our agency commitment is really to complete the the pilot and um so um because caltrans is the owner of the facility um they have to make a decision at the end and then we understand there's like you know desire from um certain um organization wanted to um, convert that bike lane into a third lane during peak period. And what we understand so far, there is no an official um, study about that. Um, TAM did some analysis and then based on their analysis, what we understand it suggests that without a significant improvement on the marine side, um, we basically just moving the bottleneck from Richmond to Marin. Um, as you know that, you know, on the Marine side, there's only two lanes going all the way and then one lane to go to the Sir Francis Strait, right? Because so that's kind of like the really the bottleneck there um, that needs a significant improvement. So when the final result of the pilot is completed next year, um, as I mentioned, Caltrans is the owner of the facility. They will make the decision on what to do with the pilot. Hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> Oh, wait, uh, Director Lucan? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, just one quick question. Uh, looking at one of the earlier slides that showed a little rendering of the uh, the, the toll gantry there, um, I noticed some some public art uh, aspect to that. Is that, can you just talk a little bit about that process? How is that going to work out? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of feedback on that. Is that part of the design? And um, I mean, there's something that's going to be there for, for decades. Um, just curious how that's going to be designed. Yeah, so we haven't really decided on um, the aesthetic treatment of the gantry. Um, there's a desire from the from Bada um, to, um, I guess, to to add some aesthetic treatment on all the gantries, but we haven't really decided on um, whether it's gonna be, um, you know, public hearing or whether it's gonna be. Um, public can make, you know, submit like, you know, um, suggestions, what they want to see. Um, the one on Richmond San Rafael currently, we just show it to kind of like match the um, the retaining wall or the sound wall. If you kind of like um, familiar with that area, we have like kind of like a pattern of the birds. We just like put it there to see whether how it's going to look like, whether we 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 adding some aesthetic treatment in there. But at this point, we haven't really made any decision on how are we going to implement the aesthetic portion of the, yeah. Great, thank you. Director Bushy. Thank you, and thanks so much, Ingrid. So 
I'm going to start with some general high-level um, comments, then actually ask you a really specific question, and then get down to a question about the future. So going back to the general comments, um, I'm a member of the San Rafael City Council, in, in addition to being a, a member of this August group, um, and our businesses and depend on their workers coming across that bridge. So I really want to support your objectives of moving our workers to their to their place of business as quickly and safely as possible. And by implementing both of these programs on the open road tolling and the HOV lane, which have the objective of safely and efficiently moving um, our workers into, into San Rafael specifically, and then into the broader Marin community um, as well. And for a, a very you know, in, in today's terms, reasonable um, expenditure, because this will help thousands of people every single day. Um, I work in the, in, in the East Bay and I drive to work and I see every single day, four and five miles of backup. And if we can do something about getting people across that bridge and to their places of, of business faster, um, I know that that will benefit all of our community. So thank you very much for these two, bringing these projects forward. Um, I understand that it takes time. Um, four years seems like a long time. I hope that we can um, move as expeditiously as possible. And if there's anything that we can do to assist you in getting this done faster. Um, we would be um, delighted to um, help in any way that we can. So that's my, my general comments. Now moving on to my super specific uh, question. The e-bike subsidy program that you said started in February, how is that going? How many e-bikes are on the road as a result of that, that program? Um, to be honest with you, I don't have the number right now. <laughs> Um, but I can certainly go back and talk to the project manager and then get back to you on the specific. If is, is it your sense that it's been a rousing success and there are, they're, they're running out of funding and we're going to expand the program? Or... Um, I no. don't know. To oh. be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. If you could let me know about that, that, okay. that, that would be great. Now, my next question more about the future um, and sort of following up on um, Supervisor Sackett's um, question. As I look at your slide um, showing the, um, the HOV lane, um, I can't help but notice <laughs> that the HOV lane ends right at the beginning of the bike lane. And that if there was a logical um, uh, possibility for that bike lane after the end of this pilot project, which will this will that be the fifth year of that pilot project, the year we're about to go into, or the fourth year? What? Um, it's I I believe it's the fourth year. Okay, yeah. so the fourth uh, after the completion of this very lengthy um, pilot program, um, which has um, not um, gathered universal support. Um, it seems to me that there might be a possibility in the future of that HOV lane um, extending across the bridge. So my question to you is, are you thinking about that possibility in your design of the intersection um, so that should Caltrans, which I understand is the sole decision-making body for that bike lane, is that a fair assessment? 
Um, because they're the owner of the bridge, I think at the end of the day, um, they're the they're gonna make the decision. But of course, it's not like their sole uh, decision. But it's gonna be like you know um, discussion with other agencies as well, like what really makes sense. Um, yeah. Could you elaborate on that discussion um, and exactly what agencies would that be and which agencies would be most persuasive in that discussion with Caltrans? Um, I don't know about who will be the most persuasive agency, but it should be like all the, um, um, you know, transportation agencies in the Bay Area, like the uh, Transit Authority of Marine, uh, BADA, Bay Area Toll Authority, a City of Richmond, um, Contra Costa Transportation Authority, um, everybody will come, you know, for a discussion to decide on the, on the, I guess, on the, on the third lane on the bridge. So I noticed you've left the Metropolitan Transportation Commission off of that list. So will MTC not have a role in that decision-making? It's actually, it's this, it's, uh, I mentioned Bay Area Toll Authority, which is a, a subsidi uh, subsidiary oh. from the okay. MTC. Okay, so, yeah. so your agency will have, yes, your broader yes. agency yes. will have a large role Correct. in that. Correct. So, would it make sense at this juncture to at least design the end of the HOV lane so that should your agency decide that it wants to extend that HOV lane, that it, there won't be any impediments built into it? Right, correct. So currently the, the design, or we call it a geometry um, at, the, um, at the toll plaza, the, of the HOV lane, it won't preclude anything, you know, if in the future there's a third lane on the bridge or in the future there's a totally brand new bridge which has a three lanes on the bridge because it's already set up with the one HOV, two GPs, right? So it's a three lane to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, so there's it. The, the current design, it won't preclude for any improvements in the future. Oh, fantastic. So if at a later date we decide we want to extend the HOV lane across the bridge, it will it will be a natural extension of this existing project. It will be natural, um, I guess, conversion prior to the bridge. But there's uh, what I understand, um, the complicated part of that is because on the bridge itself, there's a lot of um, structure strengthening that needs to be done if we want to add a third lane. And also significant improvement on the other side of the bridge, which is on the marine side, because it's only two lanes. All right, thank you. See no more director questions. Kate, do we have any public comment? Yes, Kevin Carroll, please unmute. Good morning, Kevin Carroll, Archper. Uh, has there been a recent study or is there going to be a recent study uh, future study of the number of two plus and three plus HOV users of the freeway and the bridge uh, right now? Um, we have uh, data of the number of uh, HOV lane users um, from the, at the toll plaza currently we have a HOV lane dedicated at, uh, at uh, number one toll booth. So we have data right now, but as part of the um, ORT and HOV lane conversion project, when it opened up to traffic, um, we already made a commitment to Caltrans that we are gonna collecting data. Um, and one of them is the number of HOV2 and number of HOV3. Thank you, any additional public comment? 
I'll give everyone a moment. There are no additional raised hands. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll, I'll bring it back here. And this is not an action item, but a, a discussion item. Any uh, additional comments from my fellow directors? Seeing none, well, thank you so much for that report. And we look forward to continual updates, either here or at TAM. Thank you. Thank you. And so now, and feel free, Nancy, to correct me, I believe you're now gonna move into closed session. This will be conference with legal counsel concerning anticipated litigation. And this will be taking place under California Government Code section 54956.9, uh, parentheses D4, number of potential cases one. So with that, we will now move to closed session. Yes, thank Great. you. Thanks.
Very ready to receive your report out. Uh, thank you. My report out is there is nothing to report. And with that, the meeting is adjourned.